to the King James Virgin, where each and every week my friends Alan and Adam recount Bible stories from their childhoods to me. I've never heard them before. My name is Nick. I'm Alan. And I'm Adam. So uh, this week, uh, I have a little bit of a story before we uh, get started. Well, that's uh, allowed. <laughs> I, had to con- I had to consult the panel and uh, uh, yes. it was allowed. Man, uh, thank you, Nick. This week. Uh, Two and- stories. And I may have mentioned this uh, before, like fleetingly on the podcast. I, I can't remember. I don't know if we have. It's, yeah, I, I don't know either, but. It also makes it sound like I know what the story is. So I don't know. Why. I, like, I don't well, know if we I, have. I also don't know if we have. <laughs> well, you sort of do. I mean, it's, it, it stands. <laughs> so, so when I was really little, I was obsessed with uh, the Disney movie, Peter Pan. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so a live version was put on by a local high school. Uh-huh. Excellent. Uh, when I was, I think like four or five, probably too young, um, because it's too really, young for Peter wait, Pan, wait, too young for you or too young for well, the people like, in the play. No, to sit through a, like oh. a performance like that. Mm, fair enough. Because in my memory, it's very hazy. It's almost like a, like a dream state where like, I remember the color green a lot and like a lot of people there, but that's, you know, not a lot. But that started kind of a, a, a lifelong obsession with specifically seeing Peter Pan live. Sure. So I've seen it But also live. specifically... Well, am, like, they often tend to be bad. <laughs> uh, oh, of course. Um, because but, it's a complicated musical. Like, not only is it, is it singing a, and dancing, but um, it's not really choreographed dancing, but singing. But there are often, you know, ropes. You mean like people flying? flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know... And fa- so the stage productions are reproductions of the Disney thing. So they're no, doing the Disney songs. Absolutely not. The, so what are the songs? The live version yeah, is totally a, different. I've never seen it with, I've never seen it as a musical. We, so we actually owned like a, you know, like a, probably like a BBC VHS oh. copy from television, like of the musical that we watched a lot as well. Got it. Um, look it up sometime. Like there are a ton of songs. Interesting. Some questionable that probably <laughs> don't stand the test of time. Yep. As you can imagine. Yep. Um, not like the Disney at all. It's, okay. it's actually quite different. Um, anyway, fast you forward. Know, they, uh, they don't go to Never Neverland and Captain Hook is not played by the father and the, you know, that's accurate. Uh, <laughs> so fast forward a couple decades and, um, there's actually a, this American life episode released about bad Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. So oh, really? That same, and you were like, Oh my God, Ira, you get me. No, that same weekend, <laughs> uh, I collected my favorite bad Peter Pan. Great. Just coincidentally, <laughs> Uh, collected my my bad my favorite my favorite bad Peter Pan is actually here in town and the reason is is because the theater is only about ten feet tall. You saw Peter Pan in town? Yeah, at Act. Wow. And uh, this, so when they flew, they were only about six inches off the ground. Wow. <laughs> so everybody just like hovers and yeah. slides back and forth. So this was at Christmas, and we'd gone home, uh, me and my wife and my family. Um, well, to my home, not her home, and. Uh, we went to like a high school and it was actually a very well done production of Peter Pan, Mm -hmm. um, which means they tried harder than they could. Sure. They're punching a little above their weight and bigger margin for error. Therefore. Right. Um, so very well done. Great costumes. (laughs) Did anybody end with a broken leg (laughs) with the one exception of, um, Peter's, uh, so Peter Pan. Oh, I know where the story is going. I have heard this story. Okay. (laughs) Well, this is actually a side (laughs) note. So Peter Pan is traditionally played by a woman. Okay. Yes. Uh, and so is Peter's shadow. So in this play, Peter's shadow was buxom, <laughs> which is not the point I was trying to make, but was very funny. Sure. Because um, but Peter was not, correct? Correct. Uh, so, <laughs> well, different light can, you know, do different things. <laughs> so they really went all out on the ropes in this. Great. And 
Oh boy. There's a main battle with uh, Peter Pan and Captain Hook mm-hmm. where it's on the like this big rock. Yep. Now, most of the wire work is just up and down. But Peter has two ways. It's up and down and side to side. And there's a point where Peter goes up in the air and then side and just slams into the side of the rock. Oh. And so she, you know, like scrambles back up and they keep sword fighting and it's it's awkward. But the best point of the musical, uh, I don't know, Nick, are you familiar with Peter Pan? Yeah, yeah, totally. So at the very end, when Peter comes back and it's Wendy's kids. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Because she's kind of like lost the belief or grown up. And she still allows him to take them for some reason. Um, Something every child must go through. So yeah. the, the stage play ends with uh, Peter or with Tinkerbell sprinkling them and the kids fl- fly away with him. Now, Peter is on the up and down and back and forth and the kids are supposed to rise into the air and that's kind of the standing ovation. That's the end of it. Sure. And two of the kids go up and the third kid like goes up and immediately starts spinning. Oh. So her back is like to, like to the audience and I am dying to the point where my wife reaches over and like claws my uh-huh. arm because um, the audience was just solemnly respectful and I was laughing quite loud, oh, which is unusual yeah. for me. Anyway, that story is meant to tell you, uh, kind of lead into today's episode. So Sorry, t- I'm just picturing the one person just slowly. It was also like yeah. the toddler. Uh, you know, it was like the young child. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. Uh, so today we're actually talking about uh, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. What? And I tell you that said you hold on. You said that when you when you pitched this this story, you said I have a segue. Well, and that segue is I'm is, trying to connect the dots. Segue was we're actually talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, so let me connect the dots. Okay, it's one of the most covered songs in existence. Okay. Yes. And today I listened to uh, probably about sixty covers. Oh. And where the covers went wrong <laughs> is when they or punched they above their to- weight. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So sometimes it's there's like a Canadian tenors version where it's like operatic dudes. Yep. Uh, there's a version where there's like um, '90s Trans Siberian Orchestra cover band esque <laughs> guitars chugging in the background. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a Susan Boyle version, which I think I'm saying is my least favorite version. Ooh. Um, Poor Susan Boyle. But there were some that I like. I saw the artist and I wanted to hate. But they kept it simple and it worked. The it's a good song. The Nickelback cover is just stellar. Um, and so that leads me to talk about <laughs> Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. So this, this, I listened to our clip show yep. recently and I didn't realize how often I talk about Hallelujah in regards to the movie Shrek. <laughs> of course. I think that's natural uh, at yeah. this point. It, for some reason, that's where it landed in the zeitgeist and it has been for... Well, I mean, you, very you, you raise valid points. Why was it in Shrek? I don't know. And, and I, I have no answers. Why was Shrek? <laughs> I, so here's the thing. Uh, this is not funny, but there is a fantastic YouTube uh, essay on why there was Shrek. Oh. And I will put it in somewhere. I'll put it on our, our website somewhere because it's it actually it's like a 30 minute video essay about oh, exactly that's why like just I'm longer than I been answered man 15 minutes and I probably would have watched it I, and that was kind of I skipped it for a while but it kept popping up on my feed so I finally watched it and it's it's Basically, Jeffrey Katzenberg has, I think I've actually talked about this on the podcast, but Jeffrey Katzenberg is so vitriolic. It's him getting back at being fired from Disney. So as much as I'd like to talk about Shrek, yeah, which is almost <laughs> not at all, um, <laughs> the, the point, how this relates to our podcast is yeah. 
the song Hallelujah references one Bible story that we've already covered. Okay. And then one Bible story that we're going to cover today. Great. And I'm not going to go through all the lyrics. Apparently Leonard Cohen wrote like 80 verses, like Jesus. half nude in a hotel room, banging his head against the floor. And mm-hmm. he's only ever That's sang. That's how we record this podcast, by the way. Yeah, pretty Definitely. much. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wearing pants. Yeah. Adam's a thong man. Apparently I didn't see that coming. Uh, they just let everything breathe. But kind anyway, of. like there, they let most things breathe. The point of that is there's no reason it should have been in a children's movie. <laughs> no. And so uh, let's, let's uh, kind of go into the actual story part. Great. So, uh, as I'm sure 90% of the people listening know, the first part is now I heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. So we talked about King David already. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably remember the David and Goliath. Yeah, of course. And I think in that we mentioned that he like played the harp for Saul. Uh, that was a fleeting mention. We, yeah, we, we, we kind of brushed over it. So that's what this is referencing. Okay. He played the harp real good. And God Real liked good. it. And sure. I, I do believe in the Bible story that it says that like God liked his heart playing too. That does sound familiar. Like, or, I mean, but I it also could be that like, I remember that Leonard Cohen. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I haven't reread all of David. That's probably upcoming. Well, let um, me look it up on the Metacritic scores. Yes. He likes it. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, yeah. Fresh. <laughs> That's mixing um, review sites. Yes. <laughs> intentionally. Um, so it kind of starts talking about David and, uh, David's where we're going to kind of kick off. So in, uh, verse two, it says your faith was strong, but you needed proof. You saw her bathing on the roof, her beauty in the moonlight overthrew you. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay. So now I'm going to take it over, uh, pass it over to Adam. This is entitled David does a bad thing. Okay. And that's actually literally how the chapter ends. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But the thing David had done displeased the Lord. Oh, I mean, yeah, David does a bad thing. Uh, Yeah. So David is, this is, we've fast forward a bunch since we talked last about David (laughs) and he's now King. Okay. And David is presumably there's interstitial stuff that we will talk about at some point or is that all just also skimmed over? No, there's some stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's lots of heart playing, spear throwing and subterfuge and lovely spear thrusting potentially. Um, anyway, so David is in his castle in Jerusalem, presumably. I, I didn't read the context around it, but, he's, but I think he's definitely in his castle. Yes. Like he's at home wherever the king of Israel lives. Yeah. And he's, uh, it's multi-storied. Yes, it is multi-storied. And this is key because he, as the stories say, he like is looking down and on somebody else's roof, there is a woman bathing. Okay. I saw her bathing on the roof. Yes. Got it. And he's like, holy shit. That is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And I don't remember the exact details, but, Suffice to say, he he sleeps with her. Like that's <laughs> is that, like there's there's like. Thank you for taking a, a beat and putting it. Well, delicately. Yeah, I was trying to think of like. I mean, he he sent his messengers, took her. She came to him, and he lay with her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's uh-huh. it doesn't really talk. I mean, in my memory, it was not it wasn't implied to be rape, but in like me recollecting is like, it doesn't really talk about consent. I mean, he's the king. So there's yeah. a, there's a power dynamic. There's definitely a, there's some definitely some Louis CK shit going on. If, if nothing else, Ooh, hot take, hot take. Um, do you remember her name? Beth, uh, Bathsheba. Yeah. Which I've always found funny because she was bathing. Right. Uh-huh. It does right. feel a little bit like, it seems like in the Harry Potter world where like the character, <laughs> like the character is like really fast on a broom and his name is like John fast broomstick. You right? know what though? Yeah. As, as the titular virgin, I appreciate it. Oh, okay. It gives you a little foreshadowing. It keeps it yes. clear. So, well, and that's the thing is like Bathsheba, she was bathing queen of Sheba. I don't know. Maybe there's, it does feel a little convenient. Her name's Bathsheba. Yeah. Great. So 
not only does he sleep with her, but he also ends up impregnating her. And so she becomes pregnant. Hmm. And uh, heretofore, uh, where was she on the barren meter? <laughs> uh, Apparently not, fertile not. myrtle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first one. Uh, first one. That was, was that was name number two on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got, I've got two ideas. Bathsheba, fertile, fertile Myrtle. Myrtle. That's her middle names. Okay. Myrtle. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 Bath Myrtle Sheba. Um. So she. Uh, David's like, oh shit, oh shit. I am not only king, but kind of to a certain extent. Like previous to this, uh, Israel's been run politically by the priests, and so, um, well, by the judges technically, but and the priests. there was some like overlap there. And so he's like, I'm also like a religious figure and I can't be like, this is a, this is a political problem for mm-hmm. me. So, uh, let's find his husband. And I remembered his, like, you were so disappointed in me last week or I guess a couple weeks ago. I'm, well, gl- I'm glad you every week my disappointment. Yeah. Oh, you perpetually disappointed <laughs> in me that I couldn't remember. Like, uh, her husband's name is Uriah. Nailed it. Booyah. Uh, oh, booyah. I don't Now I'm disappointed I'll in me. It, I'll let it stand. Um, and uh, so he calls basically, uh, and Uriah is a soldier, professional soldier, not in town. Thus Bathsheba was. They're in the middle alone. of some sort of conflict, which again, I didn't I think perpetually <laughs> look up. Probably, probably with the Philistines because David and Philistines. Tend or to with like Judah, Everybody. Israel or themselves. Who knows? Yeah. So he basically orders like a furlough for Uriah to come home and be with his wife. But Uriah is some sort of weird. So like, he could pretend that Uriah right, knocked his wife up. Basically, like if he gets home, he'll sleep with his wife. We're all good. But Uriah is like uh, this, some sort of like warrior monk bullshit thing because he basically comes home and he's like, I'm not sleeping with my wife because I'm only focused on defending uh-huh. Israel. Yeah, I'm yeah. here, but I don't, I, I want to be back fighting with my troops. Yeah, they, yeah. They like slept outside the gate. Which kind he has of. to save up his chi for the battlefield. Right, which I'm kind of like, maybe Bathsheba was just trying to get some because her husband's a crazy person yeah but anyway uh this is more thoughts of me later anyway regardless uh uriah doesn't sleep with uh with bathsheba and so david's like oh no 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 like i i figured out i figured out a loophole and now the loophole is closed fuck uh so he goes to and this is where i'm gonna slip i don't remember the general's name joab joab he goes to the general says like uh listen i need you to put uriah on the front lines uh with the intention of bumping them off. Do you remember a closer wording at all? Because the actual wording is pretty great. No. Okay. He sent him a letter saying, set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle, so hot, and retreat <laughs> and retreat from him that he may be struck down and die. Oh, fuck. They like Oof. bubbled him out? Yeah. Oh. It's a... It's it, brutal. Yeah. It's not a subtle plan. <laughs> no. But then, so Uriah is bumped off and David proceeds to marry Bathsheba to make her, a, like, make it an honest, honest yeah. thing. Uh, and then Bathsheba gives birth and like seemingly is happy in the it kingdom for the rest of. Yeah, it basically well, says hallelujah. Like, when she heard her husband was dead, she mourned and was sad. And when her mourning was over, David brought her to his house. She became his wife, bore him a son. <laughs> God was sad. Yeah. <laughs> David does a bad thing. That's how that chapter goes. Yeah. Um, mm. But that's I mean, that's basically the David and Bathsheba epic. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, it's short, but she's you know, important. And I, I think this is like David is one of those characters in the Bible that gets a lot of moral scrutiny, but also like a weird amount of like being held up as an ideal. Right. Because also he fucks up a lot. Well, because his son was like a sexual icon and is not judged as harshly at all. No. And also not only sexual, but also like considered to be one of the most intelligent people ever. Well, yeah, David's son Solomon. is Solomon, which and that's this the Solomon. 
Uh, that's the son oh. with Bathsheba. No, mm. oh. I don't believe so. I don't know that. For I sure. don't know that for sure either. I was just going to ask if this character is a character now. I would guess that um, he's already had Solomon that kid. If he's like the heir, yeah, yeah, probably, he's probably already had because he's had he's already he's been married. Um, but yeah, David is, because David is like such an early king. Actually, of I don't know. Is Bathsheba his first wife? I don't, I don't know that. Uh, we'll huh. we'll probably get in. We'll have an episode on King David. A couple episodes, but and we'll this was kind we'll of fact check on the break, right? Yeah. I I mostly just like pulled this out because it applied to the song. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah David's just an interesting <clears throat> character that we'll definitely cover more later. Well, like literally, like Jesus is referenced to as son of David. Like it's it's mm-hmm. a it is a moniker that 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 the the Israelites held as like being a part of like the David's David is a Benjamite. Is that right? I believe so. I think so. Which um, is funny because as we sort of discussed in the Ehud episode yep. uh, that Eglon is right. like Ruth's father and then but Boaz. eventually Ruth marries someone and that becomes the lineage of David. Anyway, the Bible is just, you know, it's just one like giant straight family stick. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it, it always I mean, fast- seriously, from Adam to Jesus, it's a straight line. It's supposed to be. So they say none of this is real, <laughs> right? It's just, it it just, it's fascinating to me given like how high David is and like, I mean like the star of David is the kind of the international sign of Judaism and Mm -hmm. like there's like David is held up as this kind of epic figure. I like that he's flawed though. No, I do too. But like, it's such a, like a given, and and maybe this might be more of a Jewish thing than a Christian thing. uh, Because in Christianity, the, like all of the things that, that, that David did were certainly like kind of, he, he embodied a lot of the higher echelon of sins. Of social sins. Yeah, he he did lots of bad things. But, but like the specific bad things that would have not necessarily got you excommunicated. Yeah. But certainly wouldn't would get you out of leadership in in a Christian church. I just it it was always a weird thing speaking about David because you'd be on this one hand. Oh, you're you're saying like a Christian pastor would be totally ostracized for yeah, having an affair. They would never be allowed to be a pastor again. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. It's just a weird. Well, also, you know, the Bible's a pretty full of murder and uh, that yep. gets you probably it, kicked out of church leadership. It I also seems like Arrested, a character. Maybe. It also seems like a character that's like more human though, right? Like, so that's the, For sure. like it's more of a believable. Totally. There's also a lot about him in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he's one of the more covered characters in the Old Testament. In Prague, I stayed at a kosher hotel called the King David Hotel. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Delightful. That's my story. <laughs> did, did it have a tower that you could watch women bathe from? Oh, uh, probably. Was there a Man, tower? I didn't check. I didn't check. Oh, you didn't opt for the uh, the uh, pervy tower suite. Per- pervy tower suite. <laughs> the King David suite, aka per- perv central. Uh, the, the peeping tom. To take it back to bellhop, fetch me that woman. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, to take it back to the song for just a minute, um, Nick, you'll actually understand the next line. I'm so oh, proud. Okay. Uh, so ap- I hope you will. So after the her beauty and the moonlight overthrew you, the next line is uh, she tied you to a kitchen chair. She broke your throne and cut your hair. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Same it's thing. a reigning champion. How Rain- fun is it that uh, you know that now? Medium it's, fun? Light fun. It's a little fun. But you know it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I am very glad I'm doing this podcast. Oh, thanks. Thank Nick. you for this knowledge I have. Well, I'm happy you know it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll be right back here on the King James Virgin.
And we're back here on the King James Virgin. So we actually did look it up. Uh, turns out Solomon is uh, the child that um, Bathsheba and David had, which, which is seems crazy, right? Like I, he had like tons of other kids yeah, before that. Well, because we also looked up in the same like Bathsheba was the eighth and final wife of of David, and they clearly had a ton more kids. So I don't know. Maybe That's so weird. Maybe all of them died. I mean, probable, probable. Yeah. <laughs> Probable and also, I mean, it also doesn't seem like at that time too. It wouldn't necessarily mean like David wasn't Saul's kid. Jonathan would should have gotten the crown and didn't. Maybe the other wives were gathered in other like illicit means, and oh. they, they just went out of the way to tell you this one because she had the important kid. Shit. He also doesn't have a great track record. He could have sent all of these children to the front lines to be killed. <laughs> right. One hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Solomon, uh, who. We will definitely be talking about it at some point. That guy is interesting. Yeah. Whole book of sexy time and cutting babies in half and vagina euphemisms. <laughs> Wonderful. True. Oh, seriously. Although less vagina and more like breasts. He and, was into very uh, big boob, boob I, man. I'm sorry. Enter into her secret garden. Oh, there's mm. that. Yeah. Lots of that. Fragrant garden. I think actually. <laughs> I mean, Uh, not necessarily inaccurate. So I have some hallelujah fun facts. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Just a hard segue that uh, or lack thereof. (laughs) Well, it's just funny because it's it's one of the most covered songs ever. Yeah. Has like over 300 covers. It's so funny because and yet they still play three versions of the song only ever. But well, and not and almost never the Cohen version. No, no, I I should say it's either the Jeff Buckley or the um, oh, my God. Space Man, what's the other person? Rufus Space Wayne, right? Thank you, the Rufus Wayne, right? Uh, well, and there's a lot of other versions now, but um, but those it, are the two. Like those two are the ones that you know. I hear the Susan Boyle one constantly. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it came out, it was not popular, and his record label hated it and like refused to promote it. Uh, so it came out in '84, hmm. and Jeff Buckley covered it in, or no, it was covered by John Cale, uh, co-founder of Velvet Underground, in '91. Oh, weird! And Jeff Buckley liked that, that so much. <laughs> that he covered it in 94 and then Jeff Buckley died before it became popular. Really? So Buckley died in 97 and it was certified gold in 2002. And that one's such a sad one. It had a slow burn. Because Jeff Buckley is one that just like he he and a roadie were out swimming and like the roadie looked away and then suddenly Jeff Buckley was gone. That's rough. Uh, So it's just this weird, the song had like such a slow rise and then it's been covered 300 times. Well, uh, thanks Shrek. Yeah, they got that Shrek bump. Uh, and Rufus Wainwright actually covered it because he liked the Buckley version, which is funny that everyone's no oh, interesting. They, yeah, like Kale. Recorded, I like that song. I want to do it. Yeah. But also not there, Nobody's listening to the Cohen one. <laughs> it's like, right. I like the one that was, I, I mean, honestly, and I, I love Leonard Cohen. I have like books of his poetry. I'm, I actually like his writing more than his music, but mm. like, it's not a great song. Uh, um, it's real churchy record store owner story. Um, uh, <laughs> nope. Uh, uh, breaching my uh, privacy act of customers' special orders. Well, this doesn't. Nobody knows who this is, Do and you he certainly will not a- be. No, I always tell people that I'm like a doctor when they special order for me, and I won't tell anybody what their musical preferences is or are, or make fun of them behind their back. But I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, you make fun of me to my face. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not true. I shouldn't put that. And uh, a guy, an older gentleman uh, who recently got back into vinyl. Great. 
uh, got a turntable, has been reacquiring things that he had in his collection. This is a thing that is happening no, I right get it. now. Um, I mean, uh, of weird like boomer habits, it's not a bad one. Sure. Um, and he uh, ordered a Leonard Cohen record went home, uh, came back like two days later and was like, um, I'm just going to bring this back because, uh, this is real sad. <laughs> and that was like, uh, yeah, correct. <laughs> you, what was your memory on that? <laughs> anyway, I did think it was pretty funny. The most that, is, thing. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. I don't remember he, this being so sad. <laughs> every time I, uh, listen to him, I'm like, is, is my turntable on the right speed? <laughs> Oh, it's like that and the, uh, oh shit. We played them early in the, the high and tight who did, uh, oh, primitive, primitive hearts. hearts. Yeah, that's the other one. Like you put like either the voice is wrong or the guitar is wrong. I can't mm-hmm. tell which setting to, to play this on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that totally is true. So, uh, his version is also credited as being like kind of the first secular hymn, um, which is fair. It, eh. it is. It's got like gospel choir. It's in, yeah, but like, it's in 12. We eight. haven't recorded a hymn in America since the turn of the century. The, the 19. Or well, 1900s. he did in 1984. <laughs> uh, Buckley's version is, I mean, I love, I, I've probably listened to the Ruf- Rufus Wainwright version more, but Buckley's version is, I like the, I think the, the Jeff amazing. Buckley is yeah, my favorite. Um, anyway, he, and Buckley said it was his, his version was the hallelujah to the orgasm. Uh, and it is very well, like I no longer like it and sexual, um, which is why and you know lyrics, including the lyrics, why it's again so weird that it's in a children's movie, but also it's become very popular to sing it like church. Yeah, and some of the number one hits currently um, covers of Hallelujah are on Christmas albums. Right. What? I mean, is it like Donkey Sings Christmas? <laughs> I just, I do not understand. It's also apparently um, every season of like X Factor and uh, what's the other one? Oh, American Idol. American Idol. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah that, it, it's that. assigned to people to sing. Sure. Um, Man, that's a rough assignment to get. Like, I actually think it's a pretty easy one. No, because like everybody has a, a an impossible version of the song in their mind. Like right. it's, it's a song specifically would be, you can't, you can't. But that's the whole hype. thing. You got to make it your own, you know? I think that's yeah, what the judges are looking for. As soon for. as you make it your own, like everybody fucking hates it. Yes. I, I think they should just make everyone sing the Star Spangled uh, Anthem. Banner. Banner. Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> the National Anthem. <laughs> ah, whatever. That is the hardest song, I, I love that song, Aw, Canada. <laughs> Aw, Canada. <laughs> Uh, that's actually a way better song. Um, or, or the, uh, and I will always love you. Oh, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just make him sing that. Anything, but any Mariah Carey would be fantastic. Cause you know, a guy would come out that with that song his, is Whitney Houston. Acoustic Houston guitar. So, you know, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, well, Adam. Fair enough. Um, anyway, uh, Buckley's version has been used like a hundred times on televisions and movies. Yeah. I mean like every single set, like somebody dies in any, I was actually going to say that. Do you remember which West Wing episode had Jeff Buckley's <laughs> Halloween? No. Yeah. Hold on. Boy, okay. We're in the weeds. Uh, but this is not for Adam and I's day-to-day conversation. No. This, this is, is a question I would ask him at dinner time. <laughs> yeah. We, okay. So love to be at that dinner table. Hey, listener. You have been. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you want to guess who died? Is is it Mrs. Landingham? No. Okay. I'm giving you one more guess okay. before Nick just leaves so, the room. It, when Rob Lowe's dad dies, it's nope. the, um, no, it's the Dire Straits song, The Brothers in Arms. Oh my God. Uh, 
It's the Secret Service boyfriend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was rough, too. It's also been on Ugly Betty, House, The O.C. It's definitely been on Crossing Grey's Jordan. Uh, <laughs> so many. These are lists of shows. Well, Correct. it's just ridiculous. It's yeah, just, yeah, absolutely. It's not fucking appropriate for any of them. <laughs> no, because it's, it's not, not it's a not about, sad song. Well, I mean, it is sad, but it's, but not, it's about not about death. Yeah. No, it's, it's not appropriate in churches. It's not appropriate in terrible children's animated movies. It's like when uh, somebody is tasked with, or tasked with, is making a, a mixtape that has a theme and they just search their library for anything that has the, the word Right. In the name of the song. So right, sure. like, uh, it's a summer mixtape. So I'm going to search my library for summer. Right. And regardless of the content of the song, it goes on the, that is probably true. Just um, no, no creativity. Yeah. yeah. Also, God forbid you put a new anything on anything. <laughs> nope. Nope. We're just rehashing old popular things. Uh, this wasn't even popular. That's the best part. Uh, I, this, I'm, the Christmas thing really makes me the maddest for some no, reason. No, because it makes no fucking sense for also, that. Also, churches will like totally like use the melody, but change all the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, or they'll, they'll tack oh, it on. Funny. They'll yeah. also just, or they'll just tack the chorus onto another song, like as in almost like a, a reprise. Just, oh. the, just the hallelujah part. Yeah. Weird. They do that with a lot of U2 songs too. That's how they get ass cap off their asses. Or on their asses. Or on them. <laughs> Yeah, we used to, when Alan and I, so both Alan and I like ran worship, we're on each other's worship teams before for a long time too, but, uh, I now have like PTSD with just the phrase worship team. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, no, it, it did like bring up a flood of stuff, but like we would do it with uh, a lot of U2 songs as well. Yeah. And like way out of context uh-huh. and like, and for, it was funny, Real popular like, though, but even at the time, like I remember going like, this is inappropriate, but it will sell well. Yep. <laughs> and that's why we uh, aren't religious anymore. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's I didn't all do it with I Hallelujah though. I did not do it with Hallelujah. So I feel well, Shrek hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Dad. Yeah, probably did. That probably came out when we were before high school. College. Yeah. I don't know. Do we care? Nope. Okay. Hey, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at KJV Pod on both Twitter and Instagram to keep up with what we're doing and when episodes are coming out and Nick is killing it on all sorts of newsy type things. Um, and so for this week, we've got a new experiment. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Actually hear from you. Yeah. Uh, so we are opening up the King James Virgin prayer hotline. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, we want you to record a voice memo yeah. on your phone uh, because that usually just gets it to be something that is high quality enough that we could potentially use it on right. our show. It'd be better than a, a phone message or like a voicemail or something like that. Yeah. So. And we want you to basically do what Adam does on <laughs> our show. Um, looking at our first two episodes. Yep, uh, which are Jonah and Job. Jonah and Job. If you have weird memories of how you were taught these stories or traumatic memories of, you know, weird tellings like that weird guy at your church who made it too graphic. Yeah. Yeah. Or like shoved it down your throat in a weird way that, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all have those. No bummers. Steal from the, (laughs) no bummers uh, from uh, my brother, my brother and me, but don't correct us. Uh, Oh yeah, we know we're wrong. (laughs) Um, But uh, send us your uh, weird foggy memories. Yeah. Um, And where can they do that? Yeah. So uh, just when you record your voice memo, I don't know how it is on Android, but on Apple, you can just hit the share button and email it to dearjesus at kingjamesvirgin.com. That's uh, D-E-A-R, not dear as in the animal. D-E-A-R-J-E-S-U-S at King James Virgin. I feel like you didn't need to explain that, but I'm glad you did. Well, I, I, 
It was you, one of those. You things, might want to go ahead and register, dear I double do e dear with, Jesus. Yeah, it's well. so true. Yeah, dear Jesus. It's dear, the dear like, Je- forest. <laughs> the Messiah for the woodland creatures. Well, <laughs> we have our second sticker. <laughs> Bambi Jesus. Oh, Nate Marcel, please make us a dear Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, get up. <laughs> Jesus. I, that just sounds like, a, like I was trying to do like a Bambi, but it sounds like it's. Oh, like, yeah. His mom getting shot. It's Jesus, the deer. It's when the forest fire. His mom's. Yeah. yeah. His dad is like, yeah. Jesus, get, get up. up. Thumper is Peter. Mm, sure. Yeah. Sure. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what we would love for you to do this week. What was the skunk's name? Flower. Thank you. Uh, thanks to Mascaras and Resurrection Records for the use of our theme song, Kixadi, off the album El Moran. And this week's Resurrection Artist is Mad Blake E. Los Stullins. You can find links to the song, stickers, uh, bios, press kits, all your internet needs on our website, kingjamesvirgin.com. That'll do it for us here on the King James Virgin. Until next week, be sure to scout the perimeter before bathing on the roof.